Next in Jesus' series of blessings is, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. For years, I wrongly thought that peace simply meant a lack of conflict. This manifested in every area of my life. In elementary school, I was the tall, gangling, nerdy kid. As a survivor of abuse, I also had some serious insecurity issues. This made me a prime target for bullying. Over the years, I tried a number of tactics to keep myself safe. One phase had me resisting the impulse to raise my hand as soon as a teacher asked a question. Sometimes this also meant biting my lip to make sure I avoided blurting out the answers. The idea was me being quick to answer made other kids feel dumb and gave them a reason to pick on me. So if I kept quiet, they might leave me alone. Another tactic involved me trying to fit in. I begged my mom for clothes that were deemed stylish at the time, be it parachute pants, suspenders that would hang down from the hips, or jeans long enough I could tightroll them. And when the jeans still weren't long enough for my legs, I tightrolled them anyway and did my best to sag. Yes, I aimed to cover the consequences of one horrible fashion choice with another horrible fashion choice. Whether those things had any impact on the level of bullying, nobody knows. Maybe they decreased it some. Perhaps they made it worse. What I do know for sure is that even if they eliminated bullying, they would not create the peace Jesus is talking about. You see, in the Jewish mind, the concept of peace means more than the absence of war and conflict. Shalom, the Hebrew word for peace, centers on the idea of wholeness. At a societal level, peace means our social structures are not only stable, but they facilitate the thriving of everybody. It also means our relationships with one another are strong. Finally, at an individual level, peace only happens when people are physically and emotionally healthy. Certainly, war and conflict undermine peace, but so can attempts to merely avoid war or conflict. When I tried to avoid bullying as a child, I did it at the expense of me being true to myself. I undermined my ability to live by soul. Those tactics assumed there was something wrong with me, so my attempt at peace involved rejection of self. This means that peacemaking requires changing unjust systems. So if you want to follow Jesus, you first need to understand where in the power structure you reside. Otherwise, you might end up becoming a chaos maker rather than a peacemaker. This is where things get really complicated. So let me just tell you my story of discovering where in the system I reside. It goes without saying that I am white and a male. I lead with a masculine energy and I'm attracted to women. Spiritually, even though I no longer fit within the mainstream American Christianity, my faith springs from the broader Christian tradition. I am tall, physically fit, not bad-looking, and have above-average intelligence. All of this works to my social advantage. The environment I grew up in also aids my ability to navigate mainstream society. I grew up in the suburbs of, on the western side of Denver, Colorado. My dad made a solid upper-middle-class income as a mining engineer. While my mom worked at times, she spent most of my childhood years taking care of the home and raising my brother and I. 
I went to high-performing public high schools. This does not mean my life was easy. After all, I already mentioned that I was sexually abused by my preschool teacher and relentlessly bullied in school. But on the whole, my appearance, self-presentation, and environment did not hinder my opportunity to thrive. During my freshman year of college, I took a class offered by an adjunct professor who did not fit at my private conservative Christian liberal arts school. But he was the son of the school's president and needed work, so he got the job. The only thing I remember about the class is reading a book on education systems throughout the United States. I still do not understand why the one chapter I remember about the book is the one on East St. Louis. At the time, I did not believe what I read. I saw it as liberal propaganda. No school system could be that bad. Eight years later, I began my master's degree at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. As part of my education to become a pastor, they assigned me to a congregation to attend and support. They sent me to East St. Louis. I remember driving in that first Sunday and passing the local elementary school. The building, which was still being used, looked like it would collapse at any moment. It was then that I realized the book I read eight years earlier was true, and my experience in America was anything but normative. For the people in East St. Louis and other marginalized and abandoned communities around the country, peacemaking means speaking truth to power. It is about pointing out the injustices in the system. If you're a fan of Monty Python, it means being a bit like the constitutional peasant in the Holy Grail. For me, being a peacemaker means leveraging the advantages I have to move us towards a society where everyone has an equal opportunity to thrive.